Uh, I guess we're, we're, we're live, live now. We're live now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Does my phone notification went off? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Malcolm, for being on the show to let us know when we're live. Even if it does not say that we are live, I don't know what's going on. This is pure chaos, and welcome to Your List Sucks. And tonight we are talking about monster movies. Um, please, in the chat, let us know if their list sucks. I'm not the biggest monster movie fan. Um, some of these guys pick movies that I like. Some people pick movies that I don't think they should have ever watched. But guess what? That's the point of the show, and I'm about to rip everybody apart for it, and I'm hoping the chat will help me. But um, again, the show, how the show works is I bring three people from the film community. They give me their personal top ten list. I combine them. I have no input besides my opinion on how their list is, and I'll tell them about it. But first, we got Malcolm Goldilay. Malcolm, you notified me that we are live. You get an extra, extra buffer tonight on your list because you're going to need it. But uh, tell me how you feel about monster movies before we get there. Um, yeah, I mean, just like you, like um, monster movies is one that um, I thought I'd seen if enough, but it got to the point where I was like, oh shit, I'm actually running out of ones I've actually seen and sort of yeah, but I mean, Cody telling me um, my choices suck is a regular day at the office for me, so um, I'm here for fun. That's absolutely correct, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, next, Kirk. Kirk, you're joining us today. Um, how do you feel about monster movies? Uh, when we talked, you had like a short list of like 200, and then you compiled it down or whatever, so... Uh, how do you feel about monster movies? Yeah, it's a broad topic. I mean, I think what we're going to find out, out here tonight, there's a lot of different ways to uh, define monster movie. Um, so I think I came up with some pretty good ones. Uh, maybe some a little bit out of the box. A few more, maybe a little more traditional, but uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, do you think your list sucks? I don't know. I think my I don't know how I ended up on this show. My list is amazing. You could ask <laughs> you, you you could ask Chance over there. He had me on uh, top five a few weeks ago, and you know he'll tell you I was the clear cut winner on that, that episode. So. I expect to pull out a victory today as well. Uh, you, you and me, when we're on ranking shows, we think it's a, a, a game, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and next, we got uh, the Cobra with us, Chance Ellison. Uh, Chance, will, I was going to have his appearance a little bit later, but he said, hey, I can fill in when somebody dropped out, so I was not going to pass up the opportunity. Chance, uh, how do you feel about monster movies, and do you think your list sucks? You know, funny story. Uh, when, you, when you brought this topic, I thought it was – you said you need a new panel. I thought that was uh, unnecessary sequels, reboots, and remakes. So I was getting ready for that, but then you're like, oh, it's monster movies. I'm like, oh, let me see if I can qualify to do this. And I, I saw my list and just like, oh yeah, no, I can, I, I can swing this there. I, I do, I do enjoy a good monster flick. Full disclosure, I think my list is gonna be the best purely because I may have the most lax definition of the word monster on this fucking panel. So uh, that, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. That probably is a hundred percent accurate. I'm like. Uh... Well, of pop culture buzzwords, uh, Chance has a ton of them on movie topics here. So it's going to be really exciting how the work, how it's going to work as each person's going to uh, give me their bottom three. If you have it higher up on your list, guys, please tell the person that we want to talk about them later. You could uh, throw some jabs at them, calling them an idiot for having it that well. I don't care. If your feelings, if uh, you think I care about your feelings on the show, well, you showed up on the wrong show. Uh, so how the show is going to work? First, Kirk's going to go, then Chance, then Malcolm. So Kirk, give us your bottom three and explain oh. a little bit why these movies made your list. 
Sure. Um, cut for my my uh, nine, my ten and nine are both smaller, uh, lesser seen movies. Uh, my number ten is uh, the character of Sam from Trick or Treat. Um, if you've seen uh, the movie Trick or Treat, it's an anthology film. Uh, it takes place over one Halloween night, and the common thread is this little uh, little monster called Sam. And uh, I, I really like him as a monster because the movie's about Halloween, and this character perfectly embodies Halloween. Um, he's cute, he's childlike, but he's also scary and dangerous. And I think that's a great uh, way to encapsulate uh, encapsulize Halloween. Um, so he's a great fit in that movie. Uh, the only reason he's not a little, uh, he'd be a little lower on my, a little higher on my list. Um, if you've seen the movie, I'm going to spoil a little bit. They unmask him at the end, and it's kind of disappointing. Uh, that's one thing I don't like about the movie. So, yeah, what's that? I mean, that's, a, that's a bit of an understatement. Like the, the revelation of who Sam is is a disappointment. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go watch if you haven't seen it. It's, it's still being <laughs> hilarious disappointed. Yeah. That's fair. I don't think anybody else had trick or treat. Is that right? Just make it sure. I did not, no. Okay, just make it sure. Okay. Uh, my number, my number nine uh, movie uh, monster was from a small, another smaller movie. Uh, the character is called the girl. Uh, the movie is a girl walks home at night. It's an Iranian, Ooh, it's Iranian uh, monster movie, and um, it's about just what appears to be a normal girl, um, kind of like a loner, a little bit of a nerd almost, uh, but she's also a killer, um, a killer vampire. And it's really, I really enjoy seeing, um, you know, s spectacular types of things in mundane situations. And that's ex exactly what you see. You see her skate, riding her skateboard, and you uh, you see her listen, sitting around listening to records, but you also see her, you know, murdering drug dealers. So it's a um, really cool character, a really great look, a uh, great looking character in a great looking movie. And um, I assume there's not going to be a lot of female uh, characters on these lists. So if you bag on this pick at all, you uh, are in this project. Uh, you, you, you'd, you'd be wrong, but okay. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Paul Oyama's joined the call before and embodied Kirk. Okay. Um, and uh, what is your number? <laughs> uh, okay, wait, just, just, uh, just a quick second. Is this top 10 best monster movies or movie monsters? I'm not sure Kirk so, understands what the show okay. is. So basically what ended up happening, Kirk took it a direction of like, basing it solely on the monsters, you guys kind of solely on the movies, which is completely fine. He interpreted how he wants. But again, uh, your list. The bottom two, don't, for me so far, don't have one. Um, don't have a problem with them. One, I haven't seen, so I can't really weigh too much on it. Um, the other one, Trick or Treat, I found pr pretty rough for myself. Um, I'm just not a huge horror fan, honestly. What is the So I didn't find it that great. Um, I passed by it a long, a lot of times on the DVD rack. I was like, that looks terrible. That just looks bad. That looks bad. I watched it one night. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'll watch other things, uh, but not bad. Uh, your number eight, I think, shares with somebody, but uh, you can bring it up and see if it's on anybody else. Um, my number eight was King Kong from the original 1933 King Kong. And does anybody else have that on their list? I do not. Uh, which King Kong? 33. The, the OG, OG. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got that. It's it. Um, okay. Yeah. Don't say where. Two. So when you get to your, yeah. end, you and Kirk can both talk about that. Uh, apparently, Chance does not like classics, so that's interesting <laughs> here. Uh, just in. Uh, so we're gonna go to Chance. Uh, your ten, nine, eight. Again, give a pause before you start talking about them to let anybody else that has them, so we don't talk about them earlier. Okay. Okay. So my first, my number ten pick is David Cronenberg's The Fly. Anybody else? Nope. No? Okay. So, yeah, uh, Cronenberg the Fly, it's a very – it's well, compared to the rest of my list, this is the most different kind of take because it's more about a man becoming the monster as opposed to, like, a monster terrorizing the man. 
Uh, I think the body horror in that's really good. I think Cronenberg's direction blends really well. The special effects and the makeup are phenomenal. Like it's great work on that. I think Jeff Golden gives a fantastic performance. I think if genre movies had the respect, had the respect they do now, back in '86, I do think Golden will be nominated for an Oscar. I think that's an incredible performance from him. And yeah, I think there's there's so much of the fly that works for me. There's a lot of deep theme, deeper themes in that movie that I really appreciate. And yeah, I think the fly. I think the fly is amazing. Yeah. No so, uh, num- all right, number nine for me is the Bride of Frankenstein, the OG, the sequel to the classic Frankenstein, the Boris Karloff version. Nobody else. Okay. They wow. They hate women. They hate women. Yeah, they do hate. They do hate women. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, the first Frankenstein was seen as like a big a, a big thing. It was very critically acclaimed. People love it. So the idea of making a sequel of that just seemed really it just seemed really odd. But I think director James Whale took an approach that just really that I th- I think just really kind of topped the the original. Uh, he he explored the theme of who's the real monster even deeper, as well as explore the idea of uh, the monster as in Frankenstein's monster gaining humanity. Uh, I think the bride is, despite the fact she's not on the screen long, really leaves an impression on you. No one will forget that hair, that hairdo with the white stripe. No one will forget that animal-like scream she lets out. Uh, it's got a great atmosphere. It's got a great tone. The orchestral score is fantastic. And this absolutely iconic movie. One of my favorite Universal monster. Actually, actually, it is my favorite Universal monster movie. I just realized I don't have any more on the list. So, by, by default, my favorite. Yeah, that's what the, uh, I'll stop right there in a second. I, that's very interesting. I, when I made this uh, topic, I was like, how many classic monster movies will make the list? And this is one that really went to my uh, mind because monster movies are really, um, I, I didn't want to just limit it to like pure kaiju and like classic monsters. I wanted to just kind of have a loose topic. So it's very, uh, again, your bottom two I have no issue with right now. So uh, give us your number eight. There's one classic monster movie that I had a really hard time living off. Though. Maybe we'll get to it later. Uh, my number eight is Gremlins. Anybody else? have it any higher? I have that later, yeah. Okay. So okay. We'll so, talk about that um, All right, Malcolm. The moment that everybody in this <laughs> chat, everybody on this call, oh boy. everybody has been waiting for. Give us your 10, 9, and 8. And save your 8 again for, for you and Kirk both to talk about it. Okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this was tough for me. There's um, there's some which I really don't um, resonate with. Um, the Fly was one that I just really wanted to put on, but I just couldn't. But um, my number 10 anyway is Godzilla 98. Um, I actually like this one more than the most recent one. Hold on. You had- <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It will, it will come. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is one I just really enjoy because you get to sort of see the destruction from the monster and all that. You did not all sort of um, just through the news footage and all that. Um, and I just found the 2014 one very boring and long. Oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. Here we go. So I, I will, I will Here we go. I'll pass to somebody else in a second. But for me first, um, yeah, no. Um, this movie's bad, but um, I'm also on the record that not liking 2014 as much as like people. I thought that movie didn't like. Hey, the battle's about to go down. Hey, we're gonna cut to the scientists running. Mister, I don't care. Can I see just Godzilla rip somebody apart? That's just how I am, and I understand that it was more classic Godzilla. 
But 98, whew, Matthew, I think Matthew Broderick's career Broderick. Was, like, Broderick was shortened uh, from this performance. Uh, the, the ad placement before there was so obvious ad placement. Like, my gosh, everything was just in your face. Um, yeah, I'm going to let the panel go ahead and have this one because I, I that, thank you for embodying what my show is all about. Carrick, <laughs> you want to? Carrick, you want to? You no, want to? Chad, you look like you're ready to kill somebody, so I'll let you go ahead okay. first. Yeah. So, Godzilla '98 is a terrible movie. <laughs> it is completely awful. It's dated garbage. Yes, you, yes, you see the monster a little more. Godzilla '98 only has like three more minutes of screen time than Godzilla 2014, but Godzilla looks like shit. Like, he, like people hated that movie so much. Toho hated that movie so much. That they completely disowned that movie. He's not Godzilla. He's just Zilla because the god was taken out. And they hated it so much they had the real Godzilla kick his ass in like 15 seconds in Godzilla Final Wars. That movie is a is an absolute 90s pilot crap. It's like maybe the worst thing Roland Emmerich's ever done. That's saying a lot <laughs> considering, his, considering his complete garbage track record. And the fact that you had that on your list, is, that, that offends me to my core. And we're only at 10. <laughs> All right, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I think Malcolm knew with putting that Ted. I think you. I didn't think you didn't help yourself, Malcolm, when you said I could have had. I thought about putting the fly on, but instead I put ninety-eight Godzilla. You put Godzilla ninety-eight on. So that's a little rough. But hey, you can redeem yourself. Let's go to nine. Let's. Uh, it's. It's not. It's not so bad. Um, my number nine is um is what we did in the shadows, because like. That, like, this is one that uh, a lot of people are probably going to say, oh, you put it on because um, Taika Waititi's New Zealand and all that. But, um, <laughs> th- this is, for me, this is just really enjoyable. It's, like, it's not often you see sort of someone um, take like a monsters like vampires that and think, let's do sort of a mockumentary take on it, sort of showing them what they sort of do during the day and all that. It, I just thought it was a interesting, refreshing take of the way to do sort of use a, a, a monster in a different sort of way. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a, again, 1098 I don't normally have issues with for the simple fact is that makes sense. Like, it's I, I take it as people with less lesser known some stuff squeaks in. I think you got on there because of Taika. That's also, I, I would be the same one, but if you like it, for more than Taika, I totally understand it. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not an issue. Uh, Kirk, uh, Malcolm, talk about uh, thirty three King Kong. I don't care who starts, where it goes. Just uh, explain why. Is that your number eight too, Malcolm? And if chance, yeah, it's my number eight too. So chance, um, after they're done talking, kind of say why it missed your list okay. and why you didn't have it on there. Good, okay. Malcolm. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, like King Kong thirty three is one that I. Do enjoy it. It is probably it is one of my sort of favorite movies of all time. The reason I got it so low on this is um like we because I we watched it specifically for this list um and I just found that it, it it's just so dated in this day like it to put it higher above some of the other one ones that have done monsters better is not that it fits right at eight. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I feel um, it is dated, but to me, it's it's almost like in a time capsule of you know seeing really you know the groundbreaking work they did back there, and it's almost charming at this point. Um, the, the the effects work they did because I mean for for the time period, if you look at other movies around it, it's it's really not that bad. They did they did some really even though you can see what they're doing, um, it's interesting how they do it. And um, I just like I don't have a lot of uh, I mean this I'll, I'll I'll spoil it. I don't have like a lot of kaiju or a lot of like giant monsters on my list. Um, to me, those aren't as interesting because it's like those are more like natural disasters. Uh, where King Kong is still um, something that you know can be humanized and something that can be inter- still interact with people. Um, so I like that. I went with thirty three um, because I do. I still think that's the best King Kong. Um, seventy six. I saw when I was a kid, and there was a seventy six, the seventy one. <clears throat> I saw when I was a kid, and I forgot about. Um, uh, Skull Island, they just made them big so you can fight Godzilla, and that's dumb. And uh, the Peter Jackson King Kong is a giant flaming pile of garbage, and I don't want to say anything good about that. So um, <laughs> King Kong 90, uh, 33 wins by default. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we're going um, – oh, Chance. Um, yes. Tell us why 33 missed your list. Uh, I like 33 King Kong. I mean, I I just don't have that much of attachment to King Kong, honestly. Like, it's – it's it's nothing that never struck a chord with me like it did other people. I get I, I get like the theme of trying to push. I get like why people love it. It's just I, I, there are other movie monsters, other monster movies that I enjoy more than than King Kong. Even though that is that is a great movie, and and I am psyched for Kong versus Godzilla twenty twenty. Somewhere Chris Clark is screaming out very loudly because <laughs> it was not made it. But uh, that's a topic for another day. Um, okay, so Kirk, we're gonna start at uh, seven and move all the way up to four, one at a time, trying to express it. If the panelists or myself <coughs> have something to say, we'll stop you after you're done talking and let sure. you know about it. Okay, um, my number seven is Gremlins. So I don't know if Chance wants to go first on that or how you want to. Uh, you can both share like why this movie makes your list. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first, Kirk, because yeah. this is your time. Okay, um, yeah, Gremlins again. I um, it just another situation where you have these like horrible, despicable creatures, and um, they're terrified and they're killers and they're and they're violent and you, they're easy to hate. But at the same time, they're fun. They're having a good time. They're dressing up. They're drinking. They're watching movies. Um, so I really, um, it's a it's a great movie. I you know I've introduced this to my kids now, and uh, they seem to, they seem to uh, connect with it. Um, and it's one of those great '80s movies, you know where um you know you look at like something like you know like the goonies where it's like that next level kids movie where it's not just you could tell there's a lot of adult stuff in there that as a kid you feel like you maybe shouldn't be watching and you get to and that makes it more exciting um so yeah that's why that's why gremlins is my number seven chance and yeah gremlins at uh eight for me uh that's movie made by someone who you clearly can tell has a love for like science fiction and creature features and stuff like that because like it's you can look at any frame in that movie and just see like a little detail like oh yeah joe Joe dante is really into this uh i think the threat of the monsters actually really felt it's surprisingly it's surprisingly dark it's funny it's got a twisted sense of humor about it which i do love i think the characters are they, they leave an impression on you uh it has a really good atmosphere and it's a movie i pop in like Every Christmas. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Um, this movie's always frustrated me because um, it shows how st- stupid humans are at times. There's rules. Follow the rules. You wouldn't have issues. And <laughs> follow, the, follow the rules. They literally but, break them. But Cody, it's always after midnight. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the granted the rules. If you think about it, don't make any sense. Drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. It's great. Um, probably the right spotting for me. Um, I would put it. I don't any higher. I think nostalgia kicks in for some. Um, because it's good, but it's not like for monster movies. Doesn't groundbreak. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, Malcolm, why have you seen Gremlins? And if you haven't, why didn't it make your list? Um, you know, I have seen Gremlins. Um, it, the so reason why, I'm... why is Godzilla '98 better than Gremlins? <laughs> um, well, I saw this for the first time last year. This, I've only seen it once, and it's one. It didn't resonate with me when I saw it last year. So it's like I think it's just one of those ones. Like I just saw it at the wrong time. I I just too old to probably enjoy it as much as the others. Yeah. So that means you've seen 98 Godzilla more than one. <laughs> yes, I actually have. Now, if, if 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 Gremlins had a an, an annoying Hank Azaria, would that be higher for you? <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. Uh, all right, Kirk. Uh, go to uh, tell us first what your number seven is or your number six is, and see if anybody else has it. And then yeah, I guess I'm guessing my next three are probably going to be uh, very good chance these are double up. Uh, my number six is it in Pennywise. Actually, no. Anyway, nope. Oh, nope. I'm surprised. Right. Okay, I thought for sure we'd see him. Yeah, um, Pennywise, just a, a great monster. Um, terrifying. I love that movie. Um, I love how bright it is. You know, there's there's so much that happens in the daylight and with the lights on in that movie. And uh, my favorite scene is just when he's in the library and you see that lady behind him look up and smile and she's out of focus. And just little things like that um, that set this apart from a lot of other horror movies. Uh, you know, the, the kids are great in it. Um, I'm very excited to see the sequel and see what they do with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just a great uh, nightmare monster. Um, I know we're not doing TV, so the uh, the Tim Curry version doesn't really come into uh, come into play here. Um, I'm just uh, yeah, and I, th- well, I, th- I think there's 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 pros and cons to, to both uh, both sides. I think I mean I do think obviously uh, just because of the situation, the the Pennywise and the in the movie that we've seen is is better. But it's uh yeah, he's just a great nightmare. Again, you know, going back to that that, that visceral childhood feeling of of just being terrified and afraid, and how it encapsulates that. So yeah, um, I have been on record as well. Pennywise, it uh, I felt like it was super overhyped. Um, I think it's good. I think it has its merits, of course. But, like, like there were certain movies. Like, when Get Out came out, it was, like, blown up, and everybody was, like, crazy. And then when I saw it, I was like, okay, this one lived up to the hype. I really enjoyed Get Out. When I saw it, I was just like, yeah, I get it. Like, I mm-hmm. understand. It just that, – that one doesn't resonate for me. Just oh, before we move that. along, um, just shout out some people in the chat. We got Kane. We got uh, Jonathan Peck. Yes, Jonathan, you could be on an episode, but let me tell you, a lot of people want to be on an episode, so it's hard to place people. Um, Star Drew says, is Pennywise a monster? Uh, sure. I think anything can pretty much be a monster. Uh, I think Kathy Bates from Misery is a monster, so it's fine. I don't care what you say. Um, T.M. Smith's here. Again, stay after the TV Championship match. is actually dropping after this, so stick around to watch that. Um, stuff like that. So, First, before we move on, I want to talk to Malcolm and Chance Pennywise. Should have made the list. Why did it miss for you guys? Stuff like that. Um, this is just one I didn't. I honestly just forgot about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is um, if I had thought about it, I would have put it on my list, and it would have not got sort of ninety-eight off. So, <laughs> uh, see, as, as it should have been. So the whole reason <laughs> you got the ninety-eight on your list is because you forgot about fucking. 
fucking Pennywise. Okay. Uh, I, I really enjoy 2017's Ant. It was one of my favorites that year. It's just the I have more of an attachment to these movies just because I've had – all these movies I have on my list I've had but for years. So I have more of an attachment to these than I do the first It at this point. So that's why yeah. I didn't make my list. Yeah, I think the second one might change a lot of people's opinions if it says if it lives up to everything and does the sequel well. Pennywise can definitely it can change that first film for a lot of people. Um, okay, give us your next one, bud. Okay, um, probably get some questions on if this counts as a monster too. Um, my number five is Jaws, um, and I know I, I, I have it higher. Okay. okay, all right, and then I, so moving um, on. And just to have everybody. Jaws, I ran it by a lot of people. I got about 70% yes, it counts. 30% no, it doesn't count. To me, I think it does count as a monster movie because just because there's nothing like enhanced about him, it's still a terrifying thing. He still attacks something. It's still traumatizing, so I'm okay with counting as a monster movie. Um, Come at me. I don't care. Um, This is my list, and your list would suck if you didn't have Jaws on it. Okay, go to your next one. (laughs) Okay, and my number four, um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if this comes on higher somewhere else's. Um, It's Alien and the Xenomorph. uh, I also have that higher. Okay. All right. You have it similar. I do? Don't you? Where do you have it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, I do, I do have a five. Okay, so let's talk about it now. Kirk, you're going to start with Alien, and then okay. we'll just skip over that. Just both tell us. And then, uh, Malcolm, you don't have Alien? I don't have Alien. Okay, um, explain after that why you why you think it, why, why it missed for you. Okay. Um, okay, I guess I'll start. Uh, Alien is just, the, the Xenomorph is just an amazing monster. The look, the design. Um, the atmosphere of that movie, I mean, the things, hor- I mean, just every horror, I mean, you got the body horror, um, you know, the fact that it breeds inside through your mouth and your stomach, just that it kind of destroys you that way. Um, the thing bleeds acid. It's just horrifying. And just the um, the claustrophobic space uh, that they're dealing with in that movie, uh, being stuck on that spaceship and uh, the way they have to do that and the way they just reinvent um like the whole like monster movie haunted house genre uh, in a science fiction, you know, with a, you know, with a, a, a coat of science fiction paint slapped onto it is just a really amazing, really great movie. Um, and I went with specifically with alien because I, I really like the, the single unstoppable monster. Once you get to aliens, it just becomes like eighties action schlock. And they're just like all like, they're basically just cannon fodder. And the thing you could, there's one thing in alien that can't be destroyed and then you have a thousand of them in Aliens, and they're just getting shot out with machine guns, and that cheapens it for me. So specifically, Alien for this one for me. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I used to like Aliens more than I did Alien. But the more I watch Alien, and the more like, like it sat with me, I realized, oh no, this movie was so fucking brilliant. Uh, the tagline of that movie was "In space, no one can hear you scream," and throughout from the beginning to the end of that movie, you feel it. Like it instills so much fear into you, like. Just the chest bursting scene alone, just the idea of something laying eggs inside you and it just busting out of your busting out of your stomach. It's it's horrifying. The xenomorph uh, HR Geiger did a great job designing it. I think like it's 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 scary. It's it's just it's creepy. It's got a lot of uh, I can't believe my thought. I think the alien is a great design. Uh, I like the way it plays John, where you know it messes with uh, what the audience thinks because like for a lot of the movie. Tom Scarrett said to be the main character, but then like by the end, it's by the third act, it's flipped, 
and Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, who wound up to be one of the greatest uh, horror icons of all time. And yeah, I, I think Aliens uh, masterfully done film. Yeah, completely understand Aliens. Uh, it's really interesting where two, you know, certain people really hold Alien in high regards, and then Aliens too. Some people say it's better, some people say it's worse, back and forth. But you had actually a really good point, Kirk, about uh, Alien being more of a just the xenomorph and just like the similar video game at that point yeah it makes perfect sense i even though i like alien aliens a lot i 100 percent agree with you that was the right choice so malcolm you're in trial again tell us why uh, alien did not make your list i've just never seen it fair enough okay uh, next, uh, we just finished. Did we just finish off Kirk? Yes, we did. Yeah, that so was my four. We are gonna start with four. Oh, those are five. I oh, never mind. Okay, back to me. All right, so my number seven is one I'd be a little surprised if anybody else had on their list. Uh, my number seven is Little Shop of Horrors. Hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah, nobody else. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the most different movie I have. I wanted to put something a little different, and Little Shop of Horrors just really does it for me. Uh, I think. The idea of like a horror theme, a horror monster theme musical, is actually really interesting and lends itself to like a pretty. It's a pretty fun premise. Uh, it's like Rick Moranis in the movie. I think it's great chemistry with Ellen Green. Uh, the songs are great. I really love Levi Stubbs as the plants. Uh, I think he's a really menacing bad guy, despite the fact that, mo- that most of his dialogue is in song. Uh, I think the the threat is the threat is real, and it's clear there's a setup of you know campy uh, monster B movies. Uh, full disclosure, I am more partial to the theatrical cut, not theatrical, the director's cut ending than I am theatrical cut. I think it falls more in line with the tone of the film, and given the tone of the film throughout the throughout the first part of the movie, I think that just makes the original ending the more funny, even though the fact that it is super dark when you look at it, but. Yeah, I think Little Shop of Horrors is a it's a fantastic film, and if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. Yeah, very interesting choice. Um, not saying it's bad. I really enjoy Little Shop of Horrors. I just it probably is one that would have probably slipped under my radar of thinking like, oh, you're not wrong. This is actual. <laughs> that's actually a correct choice. <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting pick. Uh, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Um, let's go to your next one. Uh, my number six is John Carpenter's The Thing. Anybody? No. Wow. Okay. A lot of Kirsten Harloff's here. Don't like it. Or <laughs> I, I, I should help though because the thing really should be like it's the same thing with I have a similar thing with uh, the thing that I do with the flat. I think it's a great body horror film, and I think the mega effect on that are also top notch. John Carpenter and Kurt Russell always lend for. Uh, I, I always end for an entertaining combination, whether it's Escape from New York or whether it's Big Trouble in Little China or whether it's this one, the thing. Uh, I think the isolation of being in the North lends itself to having a great atmosphere. I think the score by Dion Modicone is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think I think it's a really great score, so much so that Tarantino completely repurposed it for his uh, Hateful Light movie uh, decades later. Uh, I, I think you yeah, have a great ensemble cast, whether it's a young Keith David, pretty much doing the role that would define the rest of his career or uh, Wilford Brimley and his, I think he had diabetes at that time. I can't, I can't say. For <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, the thing, it's a great threat. And it's also, I like the threat of something that you don't know is there. It reminds me of kind of, it's, it's the same thing. I like the T-1000 for it's like, it could be right under your nose and you wouldn't know until it's too late. So 
Yeah. I think it went for a lot of good horror, and yeah, I think the thing's a great movie. That's very funny. Um, I think the perfect spot for the thing. Uh, saw it once, didn't really resonate with me. Just watched it a second oh, time. Come on. I, I, let me finish. Okay. I okay. Time, I watched it a second time. It uh, definitely. Uh, I caught things more. I guess was. I guess my first view wasn't the greatest for me, but the second right. one, it. I can perfectly see why this movie. I think it's almost the right spot too. Um, I don't say that a lot on these shows, but I think that was where I would have put it. I don't think. I, I think it gets a lot of cult, like for. I would say older generations. Because, you know, they probably, you know, were younger when it, so I caught it later in life. Um, but it's uh, definitely a good one. I just don't think it's top three. So I think you have the correct ranking on that one. Okay. We already know you're number five. So let's yeah. say you're number four because I have a lot to say. Let me jump in here real yeah, quick, yeah, Cody. Yeah, 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 just yeah. let you know, um, Chance, your last two picks are both, both on the bubble for me. Um, really? the, those might be my in my like 11, 12, 13 range. Gave a lot of thought to Little Shop of Horrors just for the same stuff. And again, remember, I'm coming at this. I was thinking more about the monster than the movie itself. Um, right. I, I love Audrey 2. Or is it Audrey Jr. in the movie? I can't remember. Audrey, but, two, uh, Audrey 2. Yeah. But uh, I love, uh, I just love the look of that. Like you said, the, 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 the sound, the tone, the voice, everything. It's a great monster. And um, The Thing is one of my favorites. If I had been going strictly on the movie itself, definitely would have made my top five um just great great looking uh, i love the 80s effects um a lot of that all that practical stuff in that movie and just the feel and the tone of it's great so yeah um yeah no disrespect to either of those for me like i said um those could very well have been just the, the, the two that got cut off at the end for me all right okay. so ahead. apparently this, this this next is going to cause uh, a bit of a stir i don't know why but i guess i'll we'll find out in a second number four is predator uh the predator no Anybody? Good, you shouldn't have. Well, okay, go ahead, Chance. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, so I think the Predator. First of all, I think it's one of. It's probably it's the only uh, monster action movie I have on my list because Monster Squad didn't did end up making it. Um, but I think worked about the Predator is the fact that something people don't really acknowledge about is the fact that it's really it's really kind of a satire. Like you take this squad of guys who in like any one of these guys in any other movie would be the hero, who would be the main guy, he'd be the main ass kicker, and you put him in a situation where they are essentially powerless. Put him in a situation where they are, like, well, the predator, it's called the predator because in this situation, they are the prey. It takes the uh, A's action equation that was really kind of finding a stride in 87, and it just completely flipped it on its head. I think it's got a lot of memorable characters, got a lot of memorable lines. I think the predator is an absolute badass. I think, like, probably my favorite movie Okay, like I can't, maybe I can't say that. One of my favorite movie aliens of all time. Like I, I think it's just a great idea of something who is like the ultimate killer going up against people who on a world are they they are the ultimate killers, and it's it, it blends for a lot of great conflict. I think the Predator is a fantastic film. Predator is terrible. It <laughs> it's a B movie. It barely. It should have been a straight to DVD. Uh, it, it is not. It is not a B movie. Having Arnold alone makes it a list. I literally saw I my my dad used to say Predator, Predator, Predator. I finally watched it when I was little. I was like, I leaned over. I was like, I I didn't like it. And my dad was like, Well, you don't know good movies. And I was like, Fair enough. But then I you're not up, my you're not my son. <laughs> I grew up and watched it in fresh and gosh, that movie is. I'm glad it's short compared to some movies. Like if, if this came out like. I agree. It's better than what just recently came out of the Predator, 
But that's not well, saying the Predators, a lot. The Predator's bad. I hate this movie. I don't think it should have been on this list. Um, I, I get the character's good. I just don't even. I don't like the entire plot. Anything about it? I don't like this movie at all. Your list now sucks for having it. Uh, have a good day, sir. Uh, Kirk, uh, Malcolm, thank you so much for putting '98 Godzilla over it, Malcolm. But tell me why you did. <laughs> oh come on! Oh come on! Predator's way better than '98 Godzilla. Um, <laughs> same reason as Alien. I've just never seen it. Don't yeah. save yourself. Go <laughs> um, with this man, Malcolm. Go watch Predator. Honestly, um, again, for me coming at this list from you know looking, focusing on the monster more than the movie around it, uh, the Predator wasn't a consideration for me. It may have been, may have been top 20, 25. Um, but yeah, the movie is it's dated. It's 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 a schlocky eighties movie. And I mean, I know that's if that's your thing, that's your thing. A lot of people like it. Just it's just not my cup of tea. It's not. It's not a, it is not a B movie. Okay, having Arnold guys. makes it a list. Moment. Carl Sorry. Weathers, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> oh, please tell me, Jesse. <laughs> okay, now okay. you drop it off the list, <laughs> you saw I'm, the sure, I'm sure this is the episode top 10 where Roke is at. Uh, either Roke or Nose is arguing the same point. No, yeah, Here's the like... great news, guys. Listen, we all live in a day and age that I invited Malcolm on this panel. Right. <laughs> I'm ready. For this list. Uh, there's some that I really don't have any problems with. There's some I have a lot of problems with. <laughs> okay, let's find I out. I can't wait to find out. So, Malcolm, please deliver your number seven. Um, my number oh, seven is probably... Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to train. Kirk, Chance, if you have a reaction, wait till he is done talking, then let me say something, and then I will release the dogs, okay? This does, this does inspire confidence, but okay. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know for the future, just going ahead of it, okay? <laughs> Here we go. Um, my number seven, I'm pretty sure, is going to be one of those times. Um, I've got Jurassic World on here, but, um, <laughs> but this is one that um, I enjoy for the fact that um, because, I mean, um, I, the other one is a much better movie, which may come up later. But um, uh, this one I enjoy because it shows the uh, chaos of having an open park with all the dinosaurs <laughs> running loose and just rather like, and to create a very super dinosaur at the Indominus Rex. So I think it's a interesting creation, and that is one that like. Uh, with the, I think it's the cuttlefish gene, which makes it be able to like, blend in. It, it just makes one of the intriguing dinosaurs, which is really hard to find if you try to find it. So, okay, so on, I will be on. I've been on the record with this. I, I love that you brought up the cuttlefish thing because I think you just heard your argument more than anything. But I have been on the record with. I like Jurassic World for what it is. Um, I think Jurassic Park, the first one, can never been be duplicated or remade. I think it's a fantastic movie. The problem is you can only do that concept for so long. So yes, I agree. Just stop. But we live in this Hollywood studios that they're not going to stop. So I take Jurassic Park or the movies that follow as disaster films. All I care about is the twisters in disaster films or like typhoons or whatever wrecking shop. So with this, I just want to see dinosaurs eat things and move on. And I don't care about character development or plot because that was what the first one was. And that was the brilliance of it. 
Do I think it should have made your top 10 monster movies? Probably not. I don't think it probably should have made your top 50. But as a fun movie, I absolutely I enjoyed it. I just had to watch it for a fandom match. I didn't hate every bit of it, but there was like so many problems with it. I did see Kirk. He had something with the Jurassic Park logo on it. So I think his heart is hurt here. So I'm going to let him get his feelings out, Malcolm. No. It's not against you, but this is a therapy session. So we need to work past our problems. So Kirk, uh. go ahead. Malcolm, God bless you. I think you're probably the only person in the world who's ever used the cuttlefish as a positive <laughs> argument for Jurassic <laughs> World. Oh my gosh! And you're getting you're 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 almost hitting the target here, Malcolm. You're you're getting great franchises, but you're picking the worst movies in the franchises. Um, Jurassic World is. I know it kind of parodies itself, but just because you point out that the the dinosaurs you're making are dumb doesn't make them any less dumb. And you're talking about the open park and the open world. It doesn't make any sense. The first three movies are about the whole story is if you open this park, people are going to die. It is a 100% inevitability. That is the whole arc of the first three movies. And you come into this and the park's just open. Where'd they get insurance? How did they get this park (laughs) open? It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all that that park is open and it exists. And it, it, yeah, this is, it's, 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 it's terrible. Um, Tell us how you really feel. Go ahead, go ahead, Jess. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> okay, now I, I will say I don't, I probably the same zone as Cody. I don't dislike it as much as Kirk apparently does. Uh, Jurassic World is probably my favorite of the Jurassic Park sequels. Granted, none of them are like super great. Uh, I, I think the idea of the park being open is interesting. I like, I think the boss, the Tyrannosaurus and Raptor versus, uh, Indominus Rex at the end. I think that's a cool fight scene. But having this over both 33 King Kong, I don't even have my fucking list, <laughs> but I will say it's better than Jurassic World. And what we do in the shadows, which is fucking great, having Jurassic... First of all, Jurassic Park better be higher on this list, or I'm, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Look, thing about Jurassic World, the movies are... Like, they're not... They're not very the, the sequels themselves aren't very interesting. Like there's there's stupid popcorn fluff, and you have them over significantly better movies, which is the thing that's driving me nuts. So I, hey. I feel I have more rage I can pour out, but I feel I feel I'm gonna use it later. Malcolm, so Malcolm, I ahead. appreciate you because you took the concept of my show and ran with it. You pulled a, you pulled a Caleb Coho and a Ryan Permison. So do not feel bad about yourself. I am creating a special Hall of Fame wing for you guys, and you will go in there. Um, but let's tell your next one. Um, I think it's going to be still a move on, but you can still say what is it, what spot it's in. Yeah, um, my number six is Jaws. Okay, yeah, and we'll I'll talk about it. Okay. okay. And yeah. your next one. Um, yeah, but my number five is, um, is the Brendan Fraser mummy movie. Um, this is one that, okay, um, okay, what's your real five? (laughs) (laughs) All right, continue. Let's have a conversation. But, um, this is one that I enjoy for what it is. Um, and it's, one that I actually have gone back so many times to rewatch because I like watching it. Um, it because I, I think the mummy itself, the like monster element of it, is done perfectly. It's 
definitely better than the um Tom Cruise crap anyway. So okay, um, um, but yeah, what kind of comparison is that? Okay, so I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this very nicely. As much as I think Coho does hot takes to have the sake of hot takes, I honestly believe you that you like this. But I also have problems. The movie Alien is out there. And that you have had the audacity to pop in Brendan Fraser's mummy not only once, but multiple times to watch it than watching Alien. Sir, I'm offended and hurt. Um, Brendan Fraser's mummy is 90s, right? 90s. 90s, 1999s, like you take the brill, like the sci-fi, mix it with like the ridiculousness of Con Air, and throw it in a movie. Like, there's kind of a reason Brendan Fraser doesn't really work that much anymore. Um, and I, like that movie has like those comedic lines that I go like I would watch a montage on YouTube about it. I wouldn't sit there for two hours and watch it. Um, but hey, to each his own, I guess. Um, but I don't think Chance or Kirk are going to let you live that down. So you can give a quick blurb. We're going to still try to move on a little bit, but let people know. Jeff, Jeff. the mummy rules. Get out of here. <laughs> I need a new tag team partner. <laughs> okay, so going to be going to be next. Yeah, okay, I will say this real quick. Yeah, um, <laughs> Malcolm, you're really you're really frustrating me here. Why? Because you know they they have no alien. You got another thing. You there are you have two better mummy movies, which I'm just gonna you know venture a guess and say aren't even on your fucking list. And you put the Brendan Fraser mummy like that movie is just Indiana Jones light. Just, just go watch Indiana Jones. Go watch his other like adventure series. Go watch Revenge of the Stone for Christ's sake. But no, <laughs> Brendan, the Brendan Fraser mummy it's not good. I, that's I think it's kind of the intention. At least I hope it is, or else Steven Summers is kind of crap. It's it's fun, stupid '90s cheese, but as a monster movie, the effects have not aged well like, at all. The CGI in that movie just does not hold up in the slightest bit. Like there are times when I'm watching the movie and I feel like I'm watching The Prince of Egypt. That's how bad it is. Like Brendan Fraser, like like Cody said, there's a reason he doesn't work anymore is because he tried to put all his like, he he's not an interesting action hero. Especially in that role. There are like right. 70 different actors you could put in that role in that movie, and it would probably be a lot better. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying on me. Kirk, um, just real quick. Just I'm on the chat here. The Mummy is a lot better than The Mummy 2015. Okay. You mean 17. But, okay, well, well, that, well yeah, you, you, you bring, you bring uh, that up, but that movie sucks, and that's coming from a massive, massive Tom Cruise fan. Then we got here. Sure. I would watch The Mummy over the Doom movie. I mean, that's these are the kind of comparisons we're drawing. <laughs> With, that's how bad this is. And again, I agree with you guys. I mean, Brendan Fraser is a huge problem in this. When I watch that movie, I'm like, if you would have put a better actor in there, you could have kind of created a, an iconic character that you could have done something with. But the whole thing just fell flat, and it, it's it's oh, so yeah. dated. It's like it's like listening to doo wop music. It's it's so dated. You know, <laughs> you, you know exactly where you're at when you watch that movie. You can it's like stamp 1999, boom, right on it. Okay, Tim Smith wins the chat. He literally just put in there, he says, to be fair, Star Drew, I would rather watch Chick Park Do, which is Caleb's film, on Eternal Rewind <laughs> than Doom. Doom is the worst crap that's made into a movie. So, yes, just that saying, hey, awful. I would rather have this than that. I would rather watch Paint Dry than watch some things. It doesn't mean it's better. Like, it's stopped. Okay. Um, 
Where are we at? Oh, I thought we were going to get a safe spot. Uh, Kirk, bear with us. Um, Malcolm, you have one more spot. You agreed to be on the show. You knew what this was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my number four has already been mentioned. Um, It's it's, um, King Cole 2005. (laughs) Um, New Zealand bias. New Zealand bias. (laughs) You're saying that because you made the movie. <laughs> I mean, partly, but um, but still, um, I this is what I really did in, like enjoy, like I enjoy it more than Thirty First. I do like this is one that I don't just enjoy because like the, all the monster elements are good. I actually enjoy it because um, this story is actually I enjoy watching the story all the way through. Um, because I, I got the extended version of it as well, and I oh don't God. get bored. I don't get bored with it. Um, and I mean, I've got a record before saying that I really love this over Thirty Three. Um, I'm. It's one that shouldn't really come to surprise to most people because I was the one that put it on the deep cuts round. So okay. <laughs> full metal. I, I want. I want. I want to make this quick because we are running a little bit short in time. Um, the problem I have with the list right now is this is higher than Jaws. Uh, that is absolutely insane to me. Um, this movie is very boring. I would honestly put Kong Skull Island higher um, just because of the ridiculous fun that you could possibly have through that movie. This one is just so boring for me. I have never rewatched it after I watched it once and it was bad. Uh, I'm going to let just Kirk kind of talk about this chance if that's okay. Just because we're short on time, Kirk. Just, uh, just I, I, I'm sitting over here baffled that there's an extended version of this movie. What <laughs> level of hell did you have to travel to to find that? <laughs> Holy God! You're right. You know, there's a good story in this. There's 80 minutes of story in this movie, and it's three and a half hours long. We get it. Everything on the island is big. Everything's big. We don't need an hour and 15 minutes of King Kong fighting 15 different big things to learn that. Then you have them ice skate for 10 minutes. So they can look at each other. What's the best case scenario here? Are they going to fall in love and like move to the suburbs? Just get to the top. I've been here three hours. Get to the top of the building and fall off already. Holy God, an extended version. Oh, what more could they do to us? What more could they put us through an extended version? Oh, my God. That hurts me. Okay. All right. Pain. Well, Kirk, uh, maybe you'll feel better. Talk about your number three. Um, um and why and see if anybody else has it and then if not we'll we'll save why the top three kind of missed at the end so sure. if you didn't have it just talk about it at the end but we'll we'll talk about uh, your three right now okay my number three um again with with me looking more at the monster than the movie itself and this is a good movie i, I didn't want to be my in my top three probably it's a really good movie um and i went with the babadook and um, kind of take everything that I said about Pennywise, and I think Babadook actually does it better. Um, it's just a real um, small claustrophobic movie. Um, it's relatable. You have that mom and the troubled child and them trying – just their real-life, everyday stuff is stressful and hectic, and you feel that pressure, and you add this, like, nightmare into it. And um, the, the, the Babadook is just so visually striking. Um, you never really get a clear view of him. It is like a nightmare or a dream that you that you're constantly have when you look at him. Um, it just – I love the, the, the mythology they built up around it um, and – yeah, I just think he's a he's a, he's a great he's he's a, he's the boogeyman. He's a great boogeyman. There's nothing scarier than the boogeyman. So that's my number three. 
You want me to just keep going? Nope. Uh, number okay. three. So uh, then we'll go to chances number three. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So my number three is Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, I think I think Yamato has a natural flair for movies like this, where it's like uh, like dark, like just gritty monster movies. Uh, I think yeah, I, th- I think it has a great thing. It's set in Spain. It's set in Spain uh, during in the past, and yeah, I think well, something I really about Rebecca Del Toro as a director. I think the dude can bring some like really kick-ass monsters to the screen. Like, there's so many memorable shots, so many memorable like haunting imagery, so many so many memorable gothic uh, gothic symbols that and that comes all in the form of the monster in this fantasy world that he created. Uh, I think I think it's scary. I think it sticks with you. I think it's very well directed. It's still my favorite Del Toro movie of all time, and that's saying a lot. The dude's a fantastic director. And I think the dude has a natural flair for monster films. I think this is easily his best. Yeah, um, I'll just touch on the last two. Uh, Baba Duke um, probably wouldn't have made mine. Not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just not into horror movies as much as most. Um, so that's why uh, it takes a lot for them me to go back to them. Um, uh, but Pan's Labyrinth, uh, great, great choice. Um, uh, again, still, uh, um, in this community, shouldn't be like, like people not seeing it. But I know in the general movie population, it's not a sought after yeah. one. And I, sure. if people always ask me, like, if if I know what they like, I always suggest this one just because if it's it fits that if I feel like they can handle, you know, it's a it's a fantastic film. Um. So yeah. Um. Malcolm, give us your three. Um, my number three is um, Jurassic Park. Um, this is... <laughs> I, I, have it, I have it higher. Okay, so we'll wait for that one. Uh, so we'll go back to Kirk real quick. Kirk, what's your two? So you okay, this, probably be, this one's probably going to be controversial, and you know, I'll probably get a lot of flack for this, but I don't care. I'm ready to take it um, because this is, this, this is my choice for number two monster, but this is also my number two horror movie of all time, and it's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um, I know at this point, everybody's sick of zombies, zombies are overdone, whatever. Um, but this was the movie that started it all. And if you look at what George Romero does, I mean, we look at zombies now, you know, you have werewolves, you have vampires, um, you have all these, you know, historically, you know, culturally relevant monsters. And George Romero in this movie invented a new monster that we look at in the same light as those other monsters. Um, great story, great cast. And what I love about the zombies is the inevitability. I love the fact that you start out, there's one or two slowly making their way to the farmhouse. And by the time it's over, it's just completely overrun. And, you know, for me, that goes into, you know, the, the, the living dead or the, yeah, the, the living dead whole franchise. Uh, by the end of it, they've taken over the world. Um, so just, just the zombies, everything they can represent, you know, they say they represent communism or disease or whatever. So much you can apply to that. And, um, yeah, I just it's it's one of my favorite Pittsburgh movie gets points for that, and um, definitely one of my favorite. Just the the tone, the atmosphere, the black and white cinematography, great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, this is one that I'm like, does does it count? Does it not? Yes, no. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with it. I'm again. This is I kind of wanted this episode to be what you interpret as a monster movie again. And I think with having this choice, most people are going to be like, no, it doesn't count. Yes, it counts. It brings up some, you know, controversy. So it's fine with me. Um, by the way, Kane just retook the win in the chat just for saying um, Jonathan said he Jonathan Peck said he liked the King Kong 2005, but Kane's response was, you're a Redskin fan, so your point is irrelevant. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a perfect win on that one. Good job, tag team partner Kane. Um, so uh, let's go to uh, um, 
chance for your two. I know Malcolm had it. Um, and then Kirk kind of explained why it missed. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so my number two is Jurassic Park. Uh, I think this brings the majesty of dinosaurs to the big screen in a way that we hadn't, well, that people hadn't seen. I can't say a week because I wasn't, I wasn't around in 93. And the way people hadn't seen before in the movie, I think the CG effects are really great. They still really hold up. The practical effects are awesome. Uh, just like so many iconic scenes with uh, T-Rex and the cup of water with uh, the vibrations, uh, the raptors in the kitchen. It, I mean, counting a monster movie kind of counted to with the point, but still, I, I, I consider it a monster movie because they're, a threat to these people and they are seen they can be seen as monsters. these are ancient lizards who came back from the dead so in my book they are monsters and they are fucking scary yeah and malcolm yeah this is one that um i um pretty much like just to hear what chance said like this is probably one that um it showed that the dinosaurs are a real threat and why you should shouldn't mess with genetics and try to make a park based on dinosaurs because otherwise what happens in Jurassic World will happen. So a bad movie will happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't mean it. Uh, so, uh, Kirk, uh, you're a fan of the first one. Uh, why did it miss your list? Um, again, this would have been a bubble pick for me. Um, you know, top 15, uh, you know, I definitely considered it. Um, I think maybe at least subconsciously because I had Jaws on the list, maybe that took the spot of the Spielberg real-life animals as monster spot for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have no good reason to not put it on there. I, I totally respect it. I could see it being this high. And, again, if we would have done a top 15, you probably would have saw it on my list too. Fantastic. All right, Malcolm. Number um, my number two is Cloverfield. Um, th- I this is one that I really enjoyed um, because one's like it's. I f- think the first person um, shot whatever they want to shaky cam, whatever the secret they want to call it is. But I think it works for this one because not only do you not see the main monster until right at the very end you get to see the destruction caused around with this effect and I think they that works so well like you see glimpses in that you don't and when you finally see the monster it just looks so scary and just so terrifying that you can understand sort of why it was causing all that destruction yeah you kind of redeemed yourself a little bit I mean your list still sucks um, but uh... I think I think everybody on this list has a moment where it sucks, so I'm okay with that. Um, but your this one is interesting because it kind of took me by surprise the first time I watched it. Um, um, when you say shaky cam, it kind of like launched it. I mean, not launched it because Blair Witch and stuff, but it did it to a way that wasn't overused at the time, wasn't rammed down our throat. So it was a nice change of pace when it came back in this movie and. I think it does a brilliant thing of not showing the monster till the very end, pretty much. Um, you see, like, the Statue of Liberty's head go flying. It's just very claustrophobic, almost. It has, like, this really cool effect on it. So I like this movie a ton. Um, pretty good ranking to me. I would probably put it in the top five. Uh, it's definitely better than King Kong 05. So um, uh, we'll go to uh, Chance, uh, Kirk, anything real quick on Cloverfield? Why it missed? 
Um, no, I, I mean, again, this could have been top 15 for me. I totally respect it. Malcolm, you are redeeming yourself. I feel bad for the stuff I said earlier. Yeah, just the way the way, the way it's presented, the way the story is told, and what you're given visually throughout the story and how that builds. Um, I've never seen anything like it before. I think it's really brilliant. Awesome. I, I, I will say it's by the fact that it's found footage. They do a really good job at showing you the scale of the monster. I, th- I think yeah. that's, a, that's really interesting. I, I give a lot of props to Matt Reeves' direction. Uh, but yeah, these other that didn't these other ones strike uh, harder for me than Cloverfield does. There's like top twenty five might make it, but top ten not even close. Well, hey, if you need help finding a placement, um, uh, your number four could be replaced. Just saying. Okay, yep. um, we're moving to number <laughs> not one. Not with that. Uh, we're, we're moving number one. Uh, Kirk, tell us what your number one movie is. My number one movie is the original Frankenstein, nineteen thirty three. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen this movie for the first time probably in the past year. And um, this movie resonated with me. It really stuck with me. Um, It's the story of a creature who's just thrust into existence against his will, shut out in the world with no idea why he's there, what he's supposed to do, and he just messes everything up that he touches. Frankenstein's monster is all of us. He is humanity. And that just... like I said, stuck with me for so long. There's a scene in this movie where he's tra- they, they're, they're, they're keeping him trapped in a tower and he looks up, there's a, the, 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 the lid comes up off the tower and he looks up and he sees the sun and he just looked it up and it's like, why? It's like, who among us has not done that? Just looked up and said, you know, why? What's going on here? And um, that just, the, the, the character to me is, Carlos's uh, performance is so brilliant um, in its silence and just what he's able to uh, achieve through that. I don't know, Chance, you had Bride of Frankenstein on your list earlier. Um, I don't think that's a bad movie, um, but I think looking at it from our, pers- our you know, modern perspective, for me at least, that's where you st- start a lot of see- start to see a lot of the Frankenstein stuff that gets parodied, the, the fire bad and all that. And um, so, I mean, I don't think, like I said, I, I like that one, um, but I don't think it just, it's not as uh, visceral, I think is a good way, as, uh, as the original Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, Malcolm, chance just a real quick blurb why this missed your list. Uh, I, I'll for me. I, I I like Bride of Frankenstein more, so that's that's the only reason it didn't make it for me. That's fair. I just haven't seen it. Of course, <laughs> they've seen Godzilla '98 multiple times. <laughs> so. fair cool story, bro. Cool story. Bro. <laughs> Add to the list. Okay, uh, chance. Give us your number one, and I think all three of you guys have something to say on this one. So go ahead. Well, I mean, obviously, the one I haven't talked about yet. My number one is Jaws, because Jaws is a perfect movie. Uh, I think Jaws, you can clearly tell, took a lot of inspiration. Inadvertently, took a lot of inspiration from Godzilla '54, as in, like, you know, as far as like the less is more philosophy. Because, like, granted, as much as like you don't see the shark very much, but you still feel its presence in every single minute of this movie. And uh, it has great character performances from uh, Roy Schreider, uh, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss. There, three of them have absolutely phenomenal dynamic. Uh, it it's instills a lot of fear into you of something that's all around you. Water. A good example. Uh, I when I was growing up, my grandma's house had a pool. After I saw Jaws, I stayed in the steps on the shallow end, and I would not leave just because I was scared a shark was going to come at me in the deep end and eat <laughs> me. Uh, I yeah, I think there's so many iconic scenes, so many iconic lines, and so many iconic just like sharp kills. Like I would have loved to have seen the paranoia of the beach as we came out in '75 because it must have been absolutely insane. Spielberg just knocked us out of the park. It's my third favorite film of all time. I think Jaws is absolutely incredible, and yeah, easily my favorite monster movie. 
Totally fair. I have nothing bad to say about Jaws. I think Jaws is, is still my favorite Spielberg movie. Um, um, just because of what it did. Uh, the mayor is still a dumbass all these years later. He is. Uh, and it's, uh, I like, I like, I, I don't know. I like being called, uh, calling people when I think they're completely dumb. You just like the mayor and Jaws. Uh, because it's like, don't ever compare to me with the mayor and Jaws. Ever. It's just like the ultimate insult to people. And some people don't get it. And it's even better that way. Um, so yes, I absolutely love this movie. I think uh, I'm the same way. Uh, when I watched it, I swimming was very difficult uh, because that's all I thought. That theme is insane, is terrifying. Um, it, it sends shivers down. Like just seeing the fin pop up, and they did so much with not showing. Like that's mm. the beauty of this movie. Um, when you know there's a monster lurking and you don't see it, I think shows so much like build of tension, and they do such a well job. And like. What second movie of Spielberg? Third, second? Uh, second. Oh, well, second. that's technically third. Technically third. Technically third. That's a, that's that's stupid. Like, <laughs> your third at bat, you're gonna hit a grand slam. Like, well, like okay, cool. Like, it's just and it's carried forever. So yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Kirk, uh, you had it, and so did Malcolm. So kind of explain yeah. why it made your list and why um, yeah. it didn't make higher. You know. Um, yeah, I had the same experiences uh, Chance talking about. I, you know, I, I didn't want to go in a pool when I saw this um, anywhere near water. Uh, and yeah, just again, everything you guys said, the less is more and just the tension it builds. And not just that, but the um, the relationships that build around this shark with the three main characters, just these three very different people coming from different, uh, you know, different ideas of, of life and where they're cut, where they're at. And um, to see them uh, build that relationship on a necessity over the shark um, is really cool. And just like, like chance that you feel it every time and just, it just sucks you in. I put this on Netflix a few uh, months ago and my son was playing Fortnite in the room and he turned off Fortnite, just sat and watched the movie the whole time. So, I mean, he's 10 years old. So that that tells you the the ability this movie has just to, just to, just to suck you in and make you feel every moment of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like nothing is movie. This is a good movie for me. The reason I had it solos, I saw this is one another one that I've seen f- for the first time just recently, and um, it's just one of those ones that just doesn't res- resonate with me as much as the others, as if I'd seen it sort of earlier on and maybe had more time to sort of rewatch it again. So, okay, um, and go to your number one. I'm looking forward um, to this. <laughs> my number one is obviously the mummy 2017 just kidding it's um <laughs> it's a it's a quiet place um this is Wait, really one, but, yeah well yeah it, like this is one that um like well um it's maybe just a too recent one to be um this high um may, like there may be the argument but um this is what i really enjoyed because these monsters are unique because it's like to just to see sort of these pe- this family just sort of go like not being able to make any noise whatsoever. Um, otherwise, they're going to get murdered by this um, by this creature. And it's just one of those ones that it resonated a lot for me, and I didn't expect to like it this much, but. I I did and just this is just one that yeah it's just enjoyable and I think it does deserve um number one spot. That's a that's a real interesting one. Um, 
I liked it a lot. Um, this might be the newness factor. It has an effect on things, like, because it just came out and you just recently saw it. But you just recently saw Jaws, so that's a that's an interesting choice for me. Um, I'd say maybe maybe bottom, um, just because I don't think it's – we'll see how it ages. Um, but, yeah, I can't argue with – I can't argue. I can't say this. You can't. You're choosing not to. <laughs> no, this, this, this is a pretty. This is a pretty rough choice um, for number one overall, especially with what you have on your list. And you, Jurassic Park and uh, Jaws are better movies than this. I think Cloverfield actually deserves it on your list more than this. But that is what it is. Um, uh, those are your guys' ones. Uh, Chance, uh, Kirk, anything quick about uh, uh, Quiet Place being on his number one? I like Kirk go first. Um, I don't, I don't disrespect it. Uh, you know, making the list under consideration. I don't think it's a good number one. And uh, like you said, I don't know how this movie's going to age because I was really into it when I first saw it. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, you know, this doesn't work. Why didn't they do this? This would have been different. So I think there's a lot of that movie to pick apart where, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we might not be taking it as seriously as we do now. Not a horrible movie. Um, if you'd have brought this at 10, uh, 10 or nine, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, blinked at it. But number one, that's pretty, that, that feels pretty extreme. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I love, I love the Quiet Place. It was on my top ten last year, and John Krasinski made my favorite directorial effort from last year. But yeah, above what you have and what you don't have on your list, like this is, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little ridiculous, and it feels like you're trolling us just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little bit trolls. But again, that was your guys' personal top ten list. Again. I will run down what your personal, what the actual combined list is, and I will let you know if it sucks or not. Uh, your number 10 is Gremlins. Your okay. number 9 is Babadook. Uh, number 8 is Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, number 7 is Cloverfield. Uh, number 6 is uh, Night of the Living Dead. Number 5 is... Just 10 I do it all. Five, five, Quiet Place. Five is a Quiet Place. Uh, four is Frankenstein. Um, actually, the next one is a little. Uh, it it was lower, but it actually made sense. Uh, Alien. Alien is your number three. Uh, number two is Jurassic Park, and number one of all time is Jaws. Jaws is the top monster movie. Again, please comment below, like, comment, and subscribe to Multiplex, um, and just tell me. If this list sucks, uh, should Malcolm ever be allowed back on the show? Because after this list, I'm absolutely bringing Malcolm back. He absolutely. MVP. MVP. He doesn't have the traditional picks, and that's kind of nice to see where his mind is on movies, and I'm totally cool with that. That's what the whole show is about. You're going to get made fun of, but it's also all out of fun and character. So, again, Kirk, Chance, uh, Malcolm, thank you for joining me. Uh, join us next week for Your List Sucks. We're out. Hopefully, right. as soon as Caleb hits end, and I don't think he's going to. So, 